0: This is the 77 WABC Minicast.
1: I understand we have Judge Napolitano today.
2: Yes, we do. Judge Andrew Napolitano, great to have you here on Cats and Cosby. Judge, I can't wait to ask you about this new bombshell. It just came out on the Fannie Willis case where she... Uh, may not have been truthful under oath. Remember they said they didn't have a relationship until after she hired him in the Trump case down there in Georgia. Now what it's interesting. There were 2000 calls made between them. Uh, the year before, and he somehow visited her condo until the wee hours. According to this information, They're hard workers. Come yeah, on, yeah, exactly. What do you make of that? That's a that is real dedication. Me, wait one second,
1: is that billable hours? <laughs> <laughs>
2: For him, it was just like the visit to the White House. <laughs> Six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, right? that's a lot of money. Uh Judge uh, Napolitano, your thoughts.
0: Well, if she, if this evidence appears to contradict what she and he testified to under oath substantially, that would be reason enough to remove them uh, from the case. Now, removing them from the case will uh, obviously give the defendants some reason for joy, but it shouldn't because there's a team ready to replace them Uh, And they're going to tell the judge that they're ready to try this case at its original trial date. So this does not impair the quality of the case against the defendants. I wish it did, because I happen to think the case against the defendants is is a poor one and shouldn't have been filed. This is not a RICO case, but that's what they use RICO for in Georgia. Uh, But I do believe that the judge will remove her if she wants to salvage her political career. She should remove herself rather than enduring what is probably going to come. He has scheduled uh, a day of oral argument. I don't have the exact date. I think it's the week after next. And at the end of that oral argument, he'll make his decision. But it's pretty clear which way he's going to go after the uh, bombshell evidence came out today.
2: Yeah, this is a bombshell. Now, you think it's not going to delay it. That's interesting, Judge Napolitano, because a lot of people are saying that, well, two things. Obviously, it certainly puts a, a smear on the case. And it's interesting, you know, just as you and I, I agree, I think the case is thin, but it smears it. The other thing is, even though they're saying they're ready to go, doesn't doesn't it, in a sense delay the case? Uh, I mean, you could make the case that it with new people coming on, even if they say they're ready, doesn't it give the Trump team some ammo for a delay?
0: Well, it it, it, it certainly uh, puts an, an aura and an odor around the case, which That's is a nice a way to one. say it. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> a, I was thinking of another one. word, but yeah, <laughs> All right. which
0: is not, which is not a good one for the government, but there's about six prosecutors uh, on the case. You're really only removing one because Ms. Willis is not one of the actual team, she is their boss. So in terms of the human beings in the courtroom, you're removing one. And that one is not a full time prosecutor. So the person right behind him, I don't know the name of this person, is a full time prosecutor that works for uh, Fonnie Willis. that actually has more uh, experience prosecuting cases than Mr. Wade does.
2: That's everybody, by the way.
0: (laughs) Right. This might not be a very good thing. It is a PR victory for the defendants, but it might not be a very good thing for their actual criminal trial because they're going to be confronting someone who's tried a lot more criminal cases and done a lot more cross examination and has a lot more experience before a jury than Mr. Wade does. Where does this leave Fannie Willis? I don't know. If there's evidence that this whole thing was orchestrated, In order to fleece the state of money, she has a very serious criminal problem herself. But if the worst she that comes out of this is perjury, I don't think she'll be prosecuted for the perjury. But uh, I do think she could very well lose her license to practice law because of that perjury. The perjury of which I speak is her assertion under oath that her relationship with Mr. Wade as irrelevant as that is to the quality of the case against Trump, she brought this on by hiring him, so it's in the case. Uh, let's go to uh, Judge Weinberg
3: real quick. Judge, good to talk to you again. Let me say that what troubles me most of all about this, which was a politically motivated case with a bad statute, it's a misuse of, of RICO, as you understand and I understand.
0: Yeah, on but- that we agree.
3: But but the worst part of it is that this gentleman, Mr. Wade, went to the White House on two different occasions for eight-hour stints, which he billed. What was he doing in the White House discussing this case? And if he wasn't discussing this case, what was he doing in the White House at all? It's absolutely ridiculous. It shows a politically motivated prosecution, which, by the way, it may not be – basis to dismiss the case, but I would be arguing that if I was defense counsel. What say you?
0: I I think uh, that uh, defense counsel has every right to argue it to the uh, uh, the jury. In fact, defense counsel should probably call Mr. Wade as a defense witness. Now, that's dangerous because they don't know what he's going to say. It is inconceivable that he went to the White House to discuss something other than the case because he billed the state for his time in the White House. Right, right, exactly
2: Exactly right. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. If he went there to discuss Joe Biden's reelection campaign, uh, then he committed a crime uh, by billing uh, the state for time that was not spent on the case. So he's got a tough road to hoe uh, on this one.
4: Governor Patterson, uh, Your Honor, I don't know how many times I've seen this happen. And I'm just wondering if you are in the a public figure and you have some information that uh, doesn't place you in a good light or you've committed a wrong or you have or you're uncomfortable talking about a conversation. The best thing to do is to talk about all of it. Don't allow for any uh, part of the, the conversation to be left out. Because if you don't put a draw a circle around it, uh, your adversaries will find something you left out and and persecute you all over again. And that's what happened here. And I don't know who was advising them, but uh, I don't think it was a good idea to listen to them.
0: Now, Governor, what you just said is an elegant and excellent lesson for first year law students about what to do when you're confronting a jury and you have damning information from your own client about himself. You get it out out of your own client's mouth. Don't let the other side get it out. It'll look a lot worse. You're 100% correct, Governor.
1: Uh, Judge, one last question. Uh, Judge Weinberg, yesterday we had Dean Happy Uh, from the uh, former uh, uh, dean of Regent Law School, and he came up with a theory that's only, from
3: 1990, the Supreme Court. Tell Judge Napolitano about it. Judge, the the theory is this, that there's an inherent power in the federal constitution for the Supreme Court to issue writs against uh, inappropriate state action. Additionally, there's a statute called the All-Writs Statute, which was used in the 1990 case in Missouri called Jenkins versus Missouri, Missouri versus Jenkins, fundamentally setting aside uh, unlawful state action by the, by the courts in, uh, in Missouri. So the, the theory that Dean Happy came up with is Trump should be looking at this, his legal team should be looking at this as a basis to go after uh, the decisions by Justice Gorin in the uh, prosecution by uh, our Attorney General in New York State. What say you?
0: That the, uh, the, the case cited by the dean, and I have respect for, for the dean, but we disagree. The case cited by the dean is only for final judgments of the highest court of the state. So Trump, he doesn't want to wait. Trump would have to wait for the Court of Appeals of the state of New York, with which you're more familiar than I, uh, to rule on this. But the feds will not interfere with a state prosecution uh, under a statute called the Anti-Injunction Act which prohibits federal courts from interfering with state prosecutions until they finish, until it gets to the state court of last resort. Now that well, would um, they're, they're, in, in they're looking for they're something they're else. They're
1: interfering with a presidential election. Right. So I, I, I'm hoping, I'm just hoping because I'm just a grocery man, I'm hoping that there's somebody – I didn't graduate college and uh, the fact that somebody high enough up there to say this is wrong.
3: Well, Judge Napolitano, so we're, waiting,
0: we're waiting for that person to say this is wrong, but it's too early in the game. Right. What happened to Trump and in Justice Ingeron's courtroom is one of the greatest thefts by government in modern history, and it truly begs to be undone.
2: Yep, absolutely. I think we all agree on that. Uh, Thank you very much, Judge Andrew Napolitano. You
0: know, I love these conversations so much. I wish I could hang out with you guys for the full hour. Anytime anytime
2: you're here in the city, you're welcome to join us.
4: On a Friday, and you can have some Grimaldi's pizza while he's here. Yeah, Fridays are the good days.
0: (laughs) Thank you. God bless you guys. Thank you. You